so good, but I must stay away at that train.
We appreciate being here this morning. We're always thankful for an opportunity to be in the Lord's house, and we appreciate the excitement and joy these children have. And uh, that first song they sung, uh, he's got the whole world in his hands. Uh, sometimes we need reminded of that. Um, we try to take on too much ourselves sometimes and try to leave the Lord out of things, and that's when we get in trouble. And, but I'm glad that uh, when I can get myself out of the way, he's always there to help me and lead me and guide me. And uh, there's, uh, there's no better paymaster than him. It's, uh, if we just put our faith and trust in him and uh, follow his path for us, everything's going to be just fine. And uh, if you don't know him this morning, I pray you don't leave here today before you do. But uh, we just pray we have a good day in the Lord, and let's just purpose in our hearts to do everything he'd have for us this morning. Uh, I'm asking uh, Brother Levi to dismiss Sunday school. We appreciate the opportunity to be in God's house. And uh, uh, Jesus, Jesus didn't just uh, say he loved us, which he did. He, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But Jesus proved his love by going to the cross. And uh, he gave us, I, I suppose that everybody here is saved, as far as, I can, far as I know they are. And he proved his love to every one of us on the day when he called us and let us know we was lost and brought us out of sin. And uh, uh, God... We can't, even, we can't tell. We try and try and try and keep trying to tell how good the Lord is to us, and we can't get it told. Uh, it's beyond telling.
ought to do our very best. If if we can't put the put it into words, and we can't, I mean, we just kind of we we say the Lord's been good to us, and and that that ain't telling that ain't telling it really. I mean, that's uh, it's just beyond telling. But. <clears throat> If God, if God saved us and he has, then our life, the way we live our life, ought to prove that. And I know we've all been failures and, and uh, we've not been perfect and, and we're, we're not going to be long as we live here in this, in this flesh. But we ought to try our very best to say if I, uh, if we get up here and sing, oh, how I love Jesus, we ought, our life ought to prove that. And uh, anyway, our, our lesson this morning is in, in Matthew, that's still in the 13th chapter of Matthew. And I think it's about the third week we've been in this chapter <clears throat> on the parables that Jesus spoke. And uh, he was trying, he was teaching his disciples and, and some of the people too uh, about how good God is. And uh, I, I was thinking, and uh, this, this one today is, uh, It starts in the 44th chapter of the 13th, 44th verse of the 13th chapter said again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field. And I I was thinking, uh, can you remember when God saved you? And I know we all can if we've been saved by God's grace. We can remember that. I was, uh, I was, I've told my story so much everybody's got it uh, memorized, I suppose, but I was 15 years old when I got saved. And I say just about every Sunday, it's the best thing ever happened to me. And that's an absolute fact. Uh, God, And I, I, I decided, actually, I, I decided in this mind, I wasn't coming to the altar. Is making the altar call, and and of course God knew better, but uh, He sent Edna to me that morning, Edna Mason, and that was just a, I just needed a little nudge. And she got my hand and said, you need to go pray. And I come out of there and God saved me. And the uh, best thing ever happened to me. I done said that two or three times. But it's, it's worth saying over and over and over because it's an absolute fact. And I'm sure that everybody here that's been saved could say the same thing. And now, uh, he said the kingdom's like a treasure that's hid in the field. And uh I've, I've been raised in church, 
And, uh, and I'm like Terry said maybe Wednesday night. If you'd have asked me if I believed in Jesus, I'd have said, yeah. I'd been taught that. I'd been taught that he went to the cross and all the, all the things that were taught in Sunday school. And, uh, and I'd have said, yeah, I believe that. But I was believing that up here. But that Sunday morning, uh, I was going to read this at the last of the service or Sunday school, but I think I'll read it now. That Sunday morning that God spoke to me, uh, it wasn't it. It wasn't just up here. He spoke down here and made it real. And uh, I got saved, and it's been real ever since. But I want to read. Uh, these, these, some of us here remember Flavius Ash was pastor of this church. That's in 1956. And uh, God, God let him use this scripture. And I, it's beyond me how or why that I remember this scripture because I can't remember what Terry preached on last Sunday. I mean, if God will bring it back to me sometime, maybe I'd remember it, but God's allowed me to retain this, and, uh, and it's been a help to me all my life. And uh, this, is, this is just a couple of chapters from where we're at in the 16th chapter of the book of Matthew, starting at the thir- 13th verse, and this is a real familiar scripture said, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I the Son of Man am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. So I'd been, I'd been taught that Jesus was the Christ, and he'd come and died for us, went to the cross. I'd, I'd been taught all of that. But that morning, that Sunday morning, when God, when God allowed the preacher to use this scripture, and he, he preached it with power, it, it took power to get down in here. But it, I knew for a fact, that morning I knew for a fact, down in here, that that was real. And I still standing holding on to the bench, wasn't going to move. But when, when I finally decided or was convinced and come out of there and, and come to Jesus, I got the treasure that God was trying to give me. He's got a, he's got a treasure for every person that's ever been born, ever was born, or ever will be born. He's had a treasure for them if they'll come and get it. 
uh, God so loved the world, and I quoted that a minute ago, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. He's got it prepared for everyone that will come and get it. When God calls, he said, Jesus said this, said, No man can come unto me except my Father which sent me draws him. Now, that Sunday morning, when the preacher preached this, the drawing power moved down into my soul, and he, he called me to come out of sin and come and have life, come and get saved. And I said three or four times this morning, the best thing that ever happened to me. And God's been good to me all my life. I had, I had real good parents. And far as, far as my opinion, I got the best wife in the world. And three kids, three good kids, and a bunch of grandkids and great-grandkids. God's blessed me. From natural, from just from a natural standpoint. Never have went hungry that I, that I can remember. God's blessed me far, far beyond measure from a natural standpoint. But if all he'd ever done for me was what he'd done that Sunday morning in 1956, that would have been blessings beyond measure. Uh, if I'd have been... I've thought a lot of times about Lazarus. He was laying at the rich man's gate begging for the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. And, uh, and Lazarus, if you read on down through that scripture, Lazarus was saved by the grace of God. He was in a bad position from a natural standpoint. But I believe it's my opinion that he was in that position so that he could be a witness to the rich man. That's just my thoughts. The Bible don't really say that, but that's, I believe, I believe that's a, the case. God, God used his, the, the condition he was in, God used that to reach the rich man. Now the rich man turned it away, but, but God used it. Uh, but if I, if I were in the, if I'd have been hungry all my life and did, just barely had enough clothes to cover my nakedness and was saved by the grace of God, I could still say God's been good to me. I, I guarantee you if, you, if you could talk to Lazarus right now, he'd shout probably and tell you how good the Lord been to him. And he was begging for crumbs from the rich man's table. But he the Bible said the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's bosom. One of these days, in the, in the 34th chapter of the book of Psalm, and I can't quote it exactly, but there's a, there's a couple of verses, and I don't even remember which verses they are, but one of them said, this poor man cried, and he heard me. And I, I may not have quoted that word for word. But I come to God one day poor, didn't have, didn't have what I needed down in here. Now, my parents were taking care of me.
I'd had food to eat and clothes to wear, and they brought me to church. Right at the time I got saved, for some reason they weren't coming to church, but God uh, let them be a light to me. And, and the church was a light to me. I could, I remember, I remember a whole bunch of people that were in this church when I was a boy. And uh, the only ones left anymore is like uh, some of us guys that's getting pretty old right now. And uh, the rest of them already gone to heaven. But uh, there's, a, there's a scripture in Revelation, and I love this scripture. It said, Blessed are the dead that die in the Lord, yea, from henceforth, saith the Spirit, they may rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. And you can look around this church and see the works of those people I'm talking about that was in this church when I was a boy. And, uh, and God blessed them. God blessed the fruit of their labors. And uh, that's been 60-some years ago. And God's still blessing it. And I hope, I hope that he continues as long as time stands. I hope there's a church here still proclaiming the gospel of Christ to our people. And uh, but he he gave us a treasure. Uh, what I got down in here, and I keep saying over and over and over and over, but it's worth telling. He gave me a treasure the day that I got saved. That's beyond. Like I started out, it's beyond telling. It's joy unspeakable, the Bible said, and full of glory. And, and the peace of God passeth all understanding. So it's, it's all beyond telling. We just got to do our best. When I say it's the best thing ever happened to me, then I ought to, I ought to try my best to prove that what I'm saying is the truth. Is the absolute truth. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hid in the field. And it was hid. Actually, I'd been taught I'd been taught right, but the treasure was hid from me till the day that God revealed it to me. And when he called and I come, I got that treasure down in here. And when I can now I remember, I remember those things in here. I can, I can remember all the things, you know, getting out and coming to the altar and, and the preacher preaching. I can remember those here. But when God lets me go back down in here and, and, and remember those things, when His Spirit moves in it, that's the reminder I like. Because it it's just as good again as it was that day. There's nothing no better than to have a hope in Jesus and know when you leave here, you got a better place to go.
And, uh, and God let me know that. I said, I said a while back in prayer meeting or somewhere, I was, shortly after I got saved, I was going to school while I'm a senior, and I was sitting in, sitting in class and looking out the window, and I was wondering, is this the day that Jesus is going to come and get me? And that's been, that's been a lot of days ago. And I've been looking for him every day. And one of these days, one of these days I'll see him coming. The Bible said ever I'll behold him. I may be, I may be down in the ground out on Fairmont Road before Jesus comes. But when he comes, I believe all the graves are going to burst open. And we'll see him face to face. And you talk about shouting. You ain't heard nothing yet. And uh, people, people that say be quiet, you shouldn't make a big lot of racket. Uh, that, that shout, if, if they wasn't already awake, would wake the dead. And... Uh, I try, I try sometimes to imagine, and there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of good people buried out there in that cemetery that were in the members of this church, and probably some more that was from other places, but I, I know these people, and I've wondered sometimes about, tried to imagine the resurrection when we all get up and go to heaven, we're out, we're all going together. And I, there's a lot about that I don't understand, but we're going. I I know for a fact when God when God allows His Spirit to move down in here, it proves it over and over and over again. That I got a home on the other side. And I can look in the mirror and I can tell it ain't gonna be a whole lot longer. I don't I could live to be a hundred. I don't I don't expect to, but I could. But it don't matter. It don't matter if we if we just got today. I got Jesus. I got that treasure. And that's taking me to heaven when I leave here. Well, that is the treasure, part of it. But I don't know all about it, but I know it's mine. Anybody got anything? The witch, when he had found, he hid it in a field. He, he hideth, and for joy there, thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. Now, in order, in order to get saved by the grace of God, 
when God, when God convicted me, told me I was lost, and told me I needed Jesus, and naturally I had to come to Jesus believing that he, he would save me. But I've said over and over and over, the day that I got saved, I come to Jesus, I gave him my life. I might not have said the words exactly in that way, but I gave him my life. And I've, most of the time, since then, now I've, I've, I've been wrong a lot of times, but the, most of the time since then, I've tried to live where I could get a hold of God. And uh, sometimes, I don't know if everybody else does that or not, but I, I, even when I'm trying, sometimes I struggle. But uh, God, God's blessed me beyond measure. And uh, but I, we had to give Jesus our life, and we had to get rid of the world. I mean, it, that had to be our desire down in our heart that we was going to live for God. Repent of our sin. The Bible said repent. That's what repenting is, turn from sin. And uh, this, there's a scripture in, uh, in Hebrews, I believe, told us to lay aside every weight and the sin that doth so easily beset us. Now that... We could apply that to be lost people doing that when they get saved, or me doing that every day of my life while I'm living here. Because Satan, Satan was bothering me bad that day. He he didn't want me to get saved. And I know you all know what I'm talking about. He he's been after every one of us, and he he's been after every one of us every day since we since we got saved. You remember God asked Satan when he come to present himself before God when, Job, when back in the days of Job, he asked him, sir, where'd you come from? Now, I'm just using my words, but he said from going up and down to and fro in the earth. And uh, he's, he's, trying, he's trying to mess God's people up, keep us from living for God. Keep us from being a light to the world so that our children and our grandchildren won't get saved. We're, we're the light of the world. The church, God's people, is the light of the world. And if we don't, if we don't show our people Jesus, who will? That's our job. So we need to choose. We we through the gospel see the see the gift of God and the treasure that's that God's got for us, and then lay aside all the sin and come to Jesus with our whole heart, and He'll save us. And I guarantee you, is that every one of us in this flesh sinful? We've got 
we got a warfare every day of our life. And it's a hard matter on this fellow right here. Because we, we have a hard time staying out of things that God don't want us in. But he put something down in, the day he saved me and the day he saved you, he put something down in here that gives us a want to. And I, I don't know how everybody else is, but I know how I was. The day I got saved, it made a big change in me. And if you'd asked my mother, I wasn't a very bad kid. I was, I was a pretty good kid. Actually, you could ask her that when I was 70 years old. She'd have told you the same thing. But it, that's how mothers are. But God, God knew where I was at. And he made a big change in my life. And he put a want to down in here. And his spirit down in here. To help me take care of this thing I'm, you're looking at. He told me to keep this thing unspotted from the world. In other words, stay out of it. Impossible without help. Except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain that build it. I couldn't I couldn't keep myself out of the world by myself. I've heard people say that when God first started working with them, they tried to straighten their life out and quit sinning and be a good person. And failed miserably at it. If you try to do anything without Jesus, you'll fail. <clears throat> Anybody got anything? Probably if everybody's like me, after we got saved, we tried a few of those things. And uh, some of the best experiences in my life since I've been saved was when I was away from God. 
And he, he's, I, this is what I was talking about now. The spirit that he put down in here was letting me know that I was wrong and I was doing the wrong things and I was in the wrong place and I needed to get back home. And uh, I can look back, I can look back at, at those times now and there was great blessings. God was letting me know even when I was wrong that I belonged to him. And uh, then he, when I when I get my heart humble before God, don't matter if I'm in church or at home or where I'm at, and his spirit moves in my soul, he's letting me know then that I'm his. And uh, when he blesses me, he's letting me know he's he, he approves of where I'm at. When I'm wrong and he tells me I'm wrong, he don't approve of it, but he's telling me I'm still his. And uh, when I got saved, he sealed my soul by the Holy Spirit of promise, the Bible said, till the day of redemption. And that's the, the day of redemption. That's talking about the redemption of this carcass you're looking at. The hope I have the hope that I have is in the resurrection of this thing right here. What's down in my soul is a real thing. Already got it. Already bound for heaven. He didn't save this thing. But one of these days he's going to change. The Bible said he'd change our vile body, make it like unto his glorious one. We'll be just like the Lord, both soul and body. My soul already is. Maybe nobody don't believe that, but it is. God changed it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. And that's, that's just what we've been talking about. When God offered, offered me and you and everybody else that's been, ever been saved and those that that's went behind us that never got saved, he offered every one of us that pearl a great price. The Bible said the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. That's past tense. So everybody that's, everybody since Adam, God's given them the opportunity to be saved. Adam sinned. God went walking in the garden in the cool of the day. said, Adam, where art thou? And he come walking in the Albert Street Church in, on Sunday morning, 1956, said, Carl, where are you? Let me know that I was lost and on my way to hell and uh, made a change in my life. But there will be far more people that don't accept him than does, according to the Bible.
the Bible said that Jesus said if we seek him we'll find him if, if you seek the Lord right out of your heart sincerely you'll find him still got to still got to sell out to the world lay aside the sins again the kingdom of heaven is like unto a a net that was cast into the sea and gathered of every kind which when was full they drew to shore and sat down and gathered the good into the vessel but cast the bad away and uh, there's a scripture that said he he put the the righteous on his right hand and and the rest I can't quote it the rest on the left hand he said to the ones on the right hand come you blessed of my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world a lot of people put that way out at the end uh, The day, the, the day that God called me on the carpet in the little block building over on Albert Street. The day he called me on the carpet, the books were opened and another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead was judged out of the things written in the books. That was me. God, when the gospel come to me, God, God judged me unworthy of eternal life. He judged me that I, to be lost and on my way to hell. He passed judgment on me. But by the same token, the mercies of God, when I come to Him repenting and believing, the mercies of God rescinded that conviction. He forgave my sins and he wiped the slate clean. There's never been a there's never been a blemish on my soul since the day God saved me. I can't say that about this guy you're looking at, but down in my soul it's been clean. And just as perfect as Jesus is since the day I got saved. And if you've been saved by the grace of God, yours is too. We're all. So he, they, the net went out and, and, and God, God cast the net out. This this morning I'm I'm positive it. Uh, God's going to allow the gospel to be preached, and He's going to cast a net out, try to catch it whoever He can. That's kind of a hypothetical thing, but but He's 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 He wants people to be saved. It, the Bible said it wasn't His will that any should perish. 
and somebody that's got the power that God's got, and that's that's beyond me. But anybody that's got the power that's got that God's got, and will allow through His love His Son to come and die for something like me, you you can take His word for it. Whatever He says, if He loves, if I can't understand, I tell my wife all the time. I can't understand why she loves something like me. And I don't I don't understand at all how God could have loved me. But I do know that he did and he does. And I'm sure thankful. And uh But he got me he got me with the with the net and hopefully He'll get somebody here this morning. Somebody get saved. But there's a lot of people going to be like these bad fishes that gets thrown out. And the, the Bible said, wide is a gate that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go in thereat. And it said, straight is a gate and narrow is a way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. So it sounds like there there's going to be more lost than there is saved. But we need to we need to work a little extra hard, live our lives where our people know we're saved, and then when God gives us something to do, do it with everything we got. But if God if God don't give it to us, we can't do it. it. Takes the Spirit of God to reach down into people's hearts. And I've got no control over that. Siegel said one time, said if, if he wouldn't mind getting up in a stand and preaching, if he knowed he was going to be in the Spirit all the time, said you couldn't... If he was in the spirit all the time, you couldn't got him to sit down. And uh, we've got no control over God's spirit. The only the only control, and and this ain't don't give us control, but the only the only way we can even get the spirit to move in our life is to humble our hearts just as humble as we can get and say, "Here am I, Lord, you send me." And mean that right out of her heart. And uh, but if I, I think I'm running out of time. I ain't sure. But if if I if I decide, like I I enjoy trying to teach Sunday school, especially I enjoy it when God moves in it. But I, I, I had a, a lesson one time, and this probably happened more than once, but I remember this one time in particular. It, it was a 23rd Psalm, real familiar scripture. I, I opened my Sunday school book, 
after I got home and re was reading the lesson for the next week, and God blessed me real good just reading it. And I thought to myself, we're going to have a good one this next week. And I got up the next week and didn't have nothing. It ain't, it ain't in me. I mean, just because I get a blessing out of it don't mean I'm going to be able to get up and teach it like God give it to me. I, I, got, I got to humble my heart and let God use me. But anyway, same with every one of us. We can't do it if God don't give it to us. That's what that scripture is talking about. So watch thy foot when thou goest to the house of God and be more ready to hear than to give the sacrifice of fools for they consider not that they sin. So if, if I try to take over God's work, and a lot of times I've thought, sitting here on Wednesday night, I thought, boy, I'd like to testify, but I just ain't got nothing. And uh, But if I... I could make me up one and get up and tell you how good the Lord's been to me and, and it ain't worth nothing. It's just words. But if God gives it to you and you can say it right out of your heart, it'll be a blessing to you and, and somebody else too. I can't, I can't see that clock. But... Uh, yeah, I better quit. But I want to read this last verse. Then saith he unto them, Therefore every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder which bringeth forth out of his treasure things new and old. And this that goes along with what I was just saying. Anything you do, anything we try to do for God, it ought to be directed by God. And then His Spirit will move in it. And the, I know the guy, the guy that wrote the commentary was talking about the Scriptures, but, and, and all, of the, all these Scriptures are old now as far as being around a while. But they're all just as new as they was the day God wrote them. 